coming to get you, Barbara. The Fear Central Radio Show. Warning, our content may include spoilers and is intended for mature audiences. Hey, fellow horror fans, welcome to the Fear Central Radio Show. Uh, I am your host, Mike, and this week I've got... Heather. Paolo. Katie. She forgot her her name. name is Chris. (laughs) 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 So I've got Pablo there. (laughs) Chris. God, we gotta take the toy away from him. So anyway, we are uh, on uh, our second episode of Colts. Yes, and uh, continuing on with international and national. Is that correct? Yes, we are. Yes. Yay. Okay. If you Good haven't, heard, if if this is the first you're hearing of this, stop, stop, go back, go back. listen to the other one. You've gone too far. <laughs> yes. Start with the first there's, one. There's a whole lot more of, uh, you know, mass suicides <laughs> and horrible things happening to adults and children that you missed out on. Right. <laughs> oh, God. So, our first episode, we That's looked- not actually Arnold Schwarzenegger, if you hear him. He is not present. I don't want to get sued. What so. does this mean? There's a toy present, so uh, okay, yeah. No, we're, Anyways. we're good. Um, so last week we took on Heaven's Gate and what was the other one? Jonestown. 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 People's yeah. Temple. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So we looked at the big giants uh, that most everyone knows of. If you know about cults, you know those two. So these are going to be the ones that are really more topical or are super super scary. Yep. That's who we're looking at this week. Nice. We're looking at you. (laughs) We are called Fear Central, so we're looking at the ones that are kind of people are right to be scared of. Yes. 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 Uh, So disclaimer: this one is very violent, and there is actually some violence toward children uh, that happens in one of these cults. So uh, do beware of small ears. And uh, if this were if this were no sleep, they'd say in a big Canadian accent. Trigger warning on the next few stories. <laughs> All right. So, y'all ready to get into the first one? Ready to get yes. into it. All righty. So, our first one is called Om Shinrikyo. Oh. And if you heard, if you think, if you think, well, that one sounds a little familiar. Well, it might, it, and it might should, because a few weeks, actually, took a couple months ago on July. 6th and 26th, they actually executed the leaders and leaders of Om Shinrikyo after they perpetrated uh, a sarin gas attack in 1995 that killed uh, that killed 13 people and injured 54. That could have been a lot worse, but uh, they sucked at their job. So uh, it's still pretty bad. It's, it's, it I was very I bad. I don't know why you put that caveat that it could have been worse. Uh, we'll, well get into <laughs> what it was, and uh, we'll get into why people survived because that's a interesting story in and of itself. So, you know, uh, we'll but you would think that. that because being in Japan and they have no sense of uh, personal bubbles, mm-hmm. that it could have been a lot worse. And it yeah. was it was at rushed hour. Like there the, there should have been, if it had. If all of the devices had deployed as they thought, and their sarin gas had been as uh, had been 
at peak affected what's the word like efficiency potency, potency then there could have been as many as 5000 people that died mm-hmm. almost in the instantaneously. plan the plans were much bigger than that than what right. happened yes okay. much bigger so um so what makes someone like shoko asahara the founder of uh om shinrikyo get to that point well, uh, Shoko Asahara, that is not actually his real name. He actually is originally Jizu Matsumoto, and he was born in a very, very, very poor district of uh, uh, district in Japan, and his family were, uh, were uh, mat makers, and a uh, very specific kind of mat. But uh, he didn't want for that to be his life, so he moved. And uh, be eventually began a yoga studio and a meditation class, which be, which turned into his religion, Om Shinrikyo. Right. Um, it was officially recognized as a religion in 1989. So, um, it was actually created. Uh, it was called the. Um, it was called the religion for the for the elite because Asahara actually went out of his way to recruit people from Japan's elite universities. So he created a pool of scientists that actually would eventually mastermind his attacks later on. Uh, and he really prided himself in creating a scientific community in his religion. Um, but one of the weirdest things that actually, whenever I first heard about this, Paul and I talked about a little bit, is that he proselytized in a very strange way. Um, so this was the uh, in the 80s, right? Uh, in early 90s, uh, he proselytized by writing man- manga. Mm-hmm. And uh, for with, anybody who doesn't know what that word means, it means out to the masses, right? Well, uh, sort of proselytize. Yeah, yeah right. I thought I didn't know if you meant manga or proselytize. No, pro- <laughs> proselytize. Manga would be Japanese comics for people who don't know. Yes, yes. right. So um, the themes really included like the main points of uh, Om Shinrikyo, which basically um, creating powerful weapons and that there were world secu- world conspiracies, and that they had to be on a quest for ultimate truth in order to survive. And so that's what these were about. And they, uh, it was called Believers was this strand and uh, the strain. And they're very, they were really, really, really bad. Um, the, the, the manga was. And so they're really hard to get hold of now. But um, yeah, but well, uh, they, they had to be just because they were poorly written, not because of the not cult. Be, you know, <laughs> well, I was going to say it. it it's it was hard. It would be they would have to be really way out there for them to pull it in Japan because I've seen some manga that they're way out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Um, you know, their their um, sensorability is way different than ours. So right. Well, yeah. It, right. It's it, it the uh, the the reading audience for manga is significantly higher than the reading audience for comics in America. Yes. So there's much. a much wider variety of things available. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> All right. So we know a little bit about what Shoko Asahara actually pushed into things, but Shoko Asahara, like we don't, we don't actually know a whole lot about who he was and what he did. What we know about him is that he was, uh, 
he had infantile glaucoma that made him lose sight in his left eye and be partially blind in his other other eye. He was sent to a school for the blind and he was bullied at school. He graduated and attempted to study acupuncture and traditional medicine, but was busted for uh, practicing pharmacy without a license and selling pharmaceuticals. I'm guessing that it was probably New Age cures based on everything you said. Absolutely, which is where he started his yoga, his yoga studio, and where this all began. And that's that's where he began studying religion, and it all came together. Um, so again, this is where this is all we know about him. Really, that's where it all stops, and now it all becomes Shoko Asahara and Om Shinrikyo. So what we know about Om Shinrikyo as far as what it believes is that there are elements of Indian Buddhism, Tibetan Buddhism, and Hinduism incorporating incorporating millennialist idea ideal form um, from the and from the biblical book of Revelations, yoga, and the writing of Nostradamus. So the idea of end of the world. In, incorporated into yoga being uh, a way to center the mind and that centering the mind is the only way to survive to the end of the world and it, it's it's really nuts and really hard to follow um she uh, it, you say shiva or shiva i've heard like shiva. a thousand shiva. different ways shiva. why do shiva. people say it differently like uh, it i think it's everyone like just tomato, read a book oh, i got you okay because if you in jail i'm gonna shiva you <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, Shiva is the main source of worship for uh, for Om Shinrikyo. And when I say worship, these people are extreme ascetics. They worship for most of their day. And when they worship, they don't just like, you know, pray. They also, also are normally doing LSD and other sorts of things. And then they get into yeah, a Gangnam style. So, <laughs> so you got to play if you want to pray. Right. Yeah. Shiva. Do a Gangnam style. Shiva, for those who don't know, is the Hindu god. Mm-hmm. But it's um, the god of destruction right. and god. the destroyer of evil. Yep. Mm-hmm. God of yoga, meditation, right. and the arts. So she's, this is the one with the forearms that sits Yeah, it's all. a she. It's mm-hmm. it's she, the one that the, it's she, the she. one that the villain from Temple of Doom betrayed. Yes, and Indy uh, got yes. and Indy got real upset by mm-hmm. it yeah. for some reason. Kalima, <laughs> you betrayed uh, Shiva. Ona and Natel is what he keeps repeating. You betrayed. I'm an idiot now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that movie way too many times. <laughs> Sidetrack into the Temple of Doom. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. So, um, in 1992, um, Shoko Asahara came out and declared that he himself was Christ and the only fully okay. enlightened wait, wait, wait. master. Wait, Time out. Time out. Mm-hmm. He he declared himself Christ. Yes. Yeah. yeah. He was the Christ. Okay. But that's all not the Jesus. Is, it's separate. He is the Christ. Okay, well, th- no, because if he's all into all these isms, there is no Christ in the isms. Well, he, he's talking about the fulfillment and end of reality is what he's so talking about. He's tar- I think that happened when he took all the LSD. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so whenever you declare himself Christ, he doesn't necessarily decre- declare himself Jesus, right? You, right. You mean he's the Christ, he's not the Christ. Jesus Christ. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, oh Christ! In other words, he is the deliverance from 
um, yeah, he's talking. He's trying to say that he is the he is the safe passage out of the ending of the world of all these religions mm. or or the destruction and so on, right? He also says he is Japan's only fully enlightened master and that he is the Lamb of God. Also, uh, he believed, but not the Lamb of God as we think of the Lamb of God. He is the Lamb pictured in the book of Revelation. Um, Do you remember how that fits in? I can't remember exactly what it is. I was reading it and typed it. Okay. he believed that his mission was. Oh, he. This is what it means. Okay. Um, he believed his mission was to be taking this, taking on the sins of the world upon himself, and would transfer transfer spiritual power to his followers and take their sins away. Oh, like he did indulgence. this. He did this actually in the rallies where people were worshiping him, and he would touch them, and then they would shake violently, and then he would transfer spiritual power into them, and their their sin would be washed away. And he would take it upon himself. Yeah. So, um, so that's 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 what he did. Um, early on, uh, Om Shanti was actually considered to be an offshoot of Buddhism. Um, and one of actually the biggest tenets of Om Shanti was that Shoko Asahara believed that a nuclear Armageddon would be the final conflict spoken of in Revelation in which humanity humanity would end except for an elite few who joined Om Shinrikyo. Neat. He, and he believed it would occur in 1997. Is that when the movie came out? <laughs> I think it was somewhere around then. Uh, he also believed that the United States... Armageddon. Was the beast from Revelation. That's the year that the Nugenics War started. <laughs> uh, he was also incredibly, ridiculously paranoid. He believed that every government, virtually every government and organization in, uh, in, the, in the world were involved in some dark conspiracy promulgated by the Jews, Freemasons, the Dutch, the British royal family, and rival Japanese religions. He missed a couple in there. I know. Well, not Is everybody's it? in on it. Let's not get paranoid. I know. Well, <laughs> evidently the Illuminati is no longer in there. Right, right. Um, but here is like actually one of the, the really, really crazy things and actually really scary things. You call this thing, the thing called the POWA or POA, however you say it. Um, he justified violence through the Buddhist concept of Mop, uh, Map, Mapo and Shoho. Uh, claiming that bringing the end of the world who uh, by fulfilling the degenerate age of Buddhism where Dharma declines and starting the next uh, the next cycle with the formal former day of the law of the law or right Dharma where the Buddhist di- disciples are able to uphold the law. Okay, we need to translate that because okay. people yeah. are not going to understand that. Yeah. Uh, considered cycles of Dharma. And uh, there are mapped out ways it happens. So there's three different stages. One in which uh, Dharma is being upheld. Dharma defined. Dar- Dharma defined for our listeners. That's duty, right? Duty. Uh, yes. Yes. Um, the good. Um, think. Think. It's the structure. The it's uh, how things are supposed to be. Right. Uh, the good that everybody's doing their duty. Everybody's doing performing uh, who they're supposed to be. Right. Um, so the dharma is being upheld and it's renewed. This is a new thing, right? Laws and set down. Then there's an age in which it 
stays static, and then there's an age where it declines and crashes. I wish so, you all could see how animated she is talking <laughs> about this. It is amazing. <laughs> so, uh, Mapo and Choho are the ones at either end. Mapo is uh, the one on this end where... Sorry, I'm, my hands are going everywhere. If, and, if you, the, and the mic's in a hand. So, so the yeah. Mapo is uh, the one at the tail end where um, where the Dharma is declining and it is the end of a cycle, right? Okay. So it believe, they believe that that uh, Mapo must end for uh, Shoho to begin and that they are in their... They are doing what is good and right for humanity to make to make shoho come about in order to do that they have to kill people they have to end this age they so have the to ne- end this age so the next age can come exactly oh. so they believe that killing people and preventing uh, you know certain things from happening or making the end of the world come about will make Shoho come about. Well, is this a they just pick random people or they sort of they actually they actually end up targeting specific people. There's a lot of assassination with Om Shinrikyo, and we're actually about to get into that one. Okay. So, but this is who they are. This is what they believe. So, okay. um, now, um, it up to uh, 1995, there was actually quite a bit of uh, like backhanded really weird like uh, they started hunting people down and uh particularly people who they thought were a um were of some type of um were of some kind some kind of threat to them right so um they started to come under fire uh in the late uh in uh the late 80s because okay so they're officially recognized as religion in 89 in the end of 89 they start coming under fire for uh doing really crappy things like in their aesthetic activities using lsd and other hallucinogens um to force people to have like come to jesus moments where they would like lock people in a room in complete blackness and with no food or water for days at a time and tell them to worship and uh, meditate for days and subsisting solely on LSD. And then Shoko would uh, uh, just uh, come into like burst into the room wearing a white robe with a white light behind him and would they'd have like a spiritual experience because he'd appear in solid white and with light behind him. They've been deprived of light for days and uh, so they were forcing this upon their people, and it was getting out that this was happening, so they were coming under um, under fire for it. And they were also forcing people, holding people against their will, and forcing members to don- donate Monday, money. And um, they also I, I would never donate a Monday. Killing people. <laughs> Monday. I would donate right, all right? the Mondays. All the Mondays. They can't have my Fridays. So. No Fridays. No. no, no. But um, so one of their most heinous. I work crimes. in a salon. There is no Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. It's just days. <laughs> um, okay, so there's. Yeah, floating Fridays. <laughs> so. Floating Fridays. <laughs> so there is a. This is probably more heinous, I think, than the sarin gas attacks themselves that happened right before the sarin gas attacks when they start killing people specifically. They're being prosecuted by an anti cult lawyer, and his name is Tsutsumi Sakamoto. And uh, his name was concealed from the public. 
and was in negotiation with the group to prevent a lawsuit uh, because it would potentially completely bankrupt them. And he did a interview with a Japanese TV show, talk show, and he it was he was supposed to have his name completely because um, there's a law in in Japan where the the sources their names have to be censored, and the TV uh, the TV station intentionally leaked his name to Om Shinrikyo when they ran the interview by them because they were going to do a story on the, on the group, and Om Shinrikyo went after. Sakamoto. So they went to Sakamoto's house and uh, followed him in. It's in the winter and he followed him in and um, into the house, forced him into into his house at gunpoint and grabbed his child and his wife um, and his wife and forced them to walk into the snow and they can't carry the child. It's a two-year-old little boy with no shoes on. His wife's barefoot. And they just keep walking. They walk for two miles. And the little boy finally falls in the snow. Can't walk anymore. And so when the kid is just crying and can't get up, they finally stabbed the little boy. And the parents have to watch their son die. And then they just made them keep walking and eventually shot them in the back. And then stripped their clothes, chopped them up, and left them. They would have had to kill me first. I'm just saying. Like, seriously, they would have had to kill yep. me first. There's no way. I, shoot me. You're right. not going to kill my child. So they didn't me. know until after the sarin gas attacks and everything was dismantled of what happened to this family. So, to me, this is possibly one of their most heinous crimes. Um, this was a plea deal, was told in a plea deal after the sarin gas attacks when someone was going in and wanted to get a lesser sentence. What? So. Hopefully it wasn't like one of them. Was it like one of the. It was he. It was the guy who did it. Yeah. No. Was confessing. Yes. <gasps> That's no. some bullshit. He was one of the guys that actually delivered one of the devices and was trying to get a plea deal. So. No, no, no. I meant, I meant uh. to the child. Is it one oh, of the ones No, he who, was one of the marching. He was marching with them. He didn't actually kill them. Um, it was another it was another main lieutenant who did the you're killing. Just culpable. Yeah. You know what's happening. Oh, yeah. 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 There should be no... Killed by association. Yeah. Yes. That's why there is a law such of a thing. Yes. Yeah. So, um, not only did it happen to this family, but they also went on an assassination, like, rampage. And it wasn't just, like, shootings and that kind of thing, but they, they like... They, um, they poisoned these guys in the weirdest way. Like, and that's why they didn't. Most of the time, they didn't think these people had been assassinated. Um, they would. You can't remember that these people would have like severe allergic reactions, or they would have, um, they would have asthma attacks out of nowhere, and they couldn't tell what they didn't know it was drug triggered and. Um, they would have massive heart attacks and not know it was drug triggered and and it was people like dropping a, a substance onto their skin and causing these reactions and they were, these weren't just like low level officials these were like like um, secretaries of the interior and like major high up people in the in Jap- in the Japanese government who were going after Om Shinrikyo. 
So it was it's a big deal. Yeah, but he had to have his hands or somebody had to have their hands in a medical thing to get this kind of stuff. Oh yeah. To- Oh yeah, they yeah, were they, they were scientists, were, remember? Yeah, so they the, were the, in labs yeah, that have there access were earlier to these recruits. Things. Yeah, oh, right, right. A lot right, of the right. people were in the medical field and uh, such, but it wasn't it wasn't done as well as you'd think because a lot of the of the uh, a lot of the uh, the the poisons that were given to these people weren't just like enough for enough to kill one person sometimes it'd be enough to kill five thousand people um it wasn't done like a professional would do it baby because snake levels was it shoko was was assigning these people but he said okay well you're a biochemist but i want you doing this mechanical thing over here rather than working on our uh we're on our anthrax stuff over here he assigned people to where he wanted them to be that it was never in what they did Oh. So everything was subpar all gotcha. the time, which is why their sarin gas stuff never was right, and that's actually why just before they they did the sarin gas, they had what they had a well, was a dumb idea to begin with, but they had a ser- they had an anthrax uh, anthrax poisoning in the area. Um, they just left open a huge container of anthrax on their roof, and it poisoned a small part of a town. Not enough to kill anyone. Made them sick. Not enough to kill anyone. But isn't, I don't know about in Japan, but isn't anthrax controlled? Yeah. Isn't that something that would totally just throw off red red, red flags? That's a part of it. It was a a certain kind of anthrax that is not the level that normally kills people. And they didn't, either they didn't know there was a difference or it's... Oh, yeah, we got to go get that that top grade anthrax instead of that, you know, (laughs) bottom level, you know. Right. Just make it ill. Right. Well, I mean, I don't know. I didn't know that there was, like, different levels levels, of anthrax. Right. You know. Okay, so that gets us to the 1995 Sarin Gas Tech. Um, In 1995, um, let me get those notes. Okay. In 1995... Members released a chemical similar to sarin gas in a coordinated attack on five trains in the Tokyo subway system. 13 people died, 54 people were seriously injured, and over 980 were affected and treated. And uh, so these devices were thrown into the cars as the doors closed, where they ruptured on impact and began spewing gas. The members who died were mostly people trying to destroy the devices, kick them out of the cars, and those smothering device, the devices to protect other passengers. So the sarin gas canisters were thrown into the cars as the doors closed, where they ruptured on impact. They spewed gas, and uh, a lot of the members who, uh, who died, the people who died on the subway, were actually people trying to destroy the devices by kicking them out of the cars or smothering the devices to protect the other passengers. And when I say that, I mean they used their own clothing on their bodies to try to keep the, keep it from getting to the other people. Like a lot if of you people were protecting di- a child. Died. Yeah, just dying martyr's deaths. Yes. Yes. Okay. yes. Trying to protect a- a- people. Almost a reenactment of um, the Italian city in the volcano. Um, what was that city? Come on, Miss Historian. Pompeii. 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 Yes. Yes. Because <laughs> you saw a lot of the ashes that looked like they were trying to cover their children or right. whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. All right. Um. So after that, um, 
they kind of they didn't know who did it at first they had no clue because there was no like distinctive markings on any of the of the canisters or anything like that but uh ohm was already under a whole lot of uh it was under a lot of fire anyways and there was actually a major uh raid that took place at ohm ohm's headquarters and they found labs that were manufacturing LSD, methamphetamines, and crude forms of truth uh, truth serum, as well as millions of dollars of, in, of U.S. dollars in cash and gold and prisoners. Um, later on, about the time they were realizing that they were connected to the, uh, the sarin gas attacks, they realized that Asahara was actually living in one of the walls of the headquarters. Uh, like just kind of uh, camping out and he was charged with 23 counts of murder and 16 other major crimes and again he was uh, he was his uh, hanging was taken uh, done on July 6th of this year but don't most groups want to claim that they did it yeah you know these, what I mean these guys wanted to they wanted, wanted to no they wanted to be able to keep keep making the making the horrible things happen so they could make the end of the world yeah, the bu- keep happening. Okay, happen. so they the wanted bullet, anonymity the, until the end of the world. Right, they wanted oh, okay. to be able to push it yeah, in to happen. The, okay. So they they were yeah, they're they were rolling out the end of this stage of existence. So basically their core belief is they're bringing death. Okay. Almost. Okay. Mm-hmm. I got gotcha. you. It, it's almost unfathomable though because there's such a uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, I don't know the the traditions and the heritage and stuff in in Japan. It's it's hard to believe that a cult like this could happen there with the way their belief system is and the way they're. Help me out here. Their culture. Culture. Right. Their cultural beliefs. Well, if you think about it, I mean that's really an age that's kind of. Um, Are you referring to like their? Well, I'm talking about how, like, the the Japanese people are in general with their belief systems and... Well, and this is really weird. I mean, he literally went to people that were already in the social hierarchy. It's very much a class system over there. So if you're in the elite, to have somebody like that under such a powerful person... You know, it's going to brainwash and trickle down into the other classes and it's going to make, you know, it just shows them how easy they are to manipulate. But it, it goes against everything in the Buddhisms it, or the isms to begin with, even, you know, over here in Christianity, it goes against everything, killing other people for, you know, this senseless thing. It... it <laughs> Well, you think Buddhism in itself, one of the biggest mantras in it is do no harm. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, it's it's a whole, I, I've read up on Buddhism a little bit. So, I mean, there's there's this whole, you're looking for personal enlightenment, has nothing to do with the rest of the world right. or what's well, going on around. Well, I mean, if you, get even, if you even get into the kind of the cartoonish depictions of Buddhism, you always get the monks who are yeah. living in a monastery and can't even kill a roach or a yeah, cricket. Exactly. Yeah. Well, so to see life is supposed to be precious and you know, all about the reincarnation. So if you're killing lives in this life, mm-hmm. 
you know, you're you're screwing it up. It's like that butterfly effect. Mm-hmm. And also the fact that, you know, even in Japan, there's so much regard for life over there and just respect for nature that what they did was it threw everybody through a loop. I mean. Yeah. But this, I mean, this cult, like most cults, takes things piecemeal. Oh, it takes yeah. things by, from random religions, comes up with <laughs> comes up with ideas of its own to make it say what it wants to say. Right, but that being said, he's going after recruiting elite people, and he's got these bits and truths. Elites are bred to think a certain way. Mm-hmm. So the fact that he could get into their heads and mess with them and screw them up so much... And that leads into another cult we're going to talk about tonight, but about the elite and pulling people in. Yeah. Yeah. So So why should they still creep us out? Well, um, so the depth of violence with this group is pretty intense. Um, The killing the 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 child and the family um and the way they did they uh dispose of their corpses is pretty intense but also the concept of power or power however you say that um basically where they believe that it is good in order to uh to kill to kill people in order to save people you know what i mean mm-hmm. like that's the, this whole uh concept of um but they've re- they've rationalized the mass amount of killing they want to do, and that's just a terrifying concept. Okay. So, all right. Okay. So, all right, do we want to ta- tackle the narco satanists next. Sure, that's a pleasant one. Yes. <laughs> and the narco satanists are an interesting idea. Um, now they actually come from a a branch of Santeria. Um, uh, branch. It's a branch, a uh, branch from Santeria called um, Mayombe, but it is a uh, it is a specific branch of that called Palo Mayombe, which narco Satanism comes from. Palo Mayombe, Mayombe is basically the evil version of Mayombe. Um, but in Santeria, there is ma- magic is considered neither is not considered inherently evil. It is only the practitioner that makes it so mm-hmm. so it's it's very different but uh santeria is uh an intertwining of west african beliefs and catholic beliefs especially the pitching and worship of saints which african slaves added uh in which african slaves added the west african uh the Afri- uh, at, sorry attributes of west african deities uh to the catholic saints so okay. that's essentially what we're working with here now our leader, his name was Adolfo de Jesus Constanzo. He was born Say that five times fast. Right. <clears throat> uh, so he was born uh, November first in nineteen sixty-two um, to a fifteen-year-old woman named Delian Aurora Gonzalez. She was actually a Cuban Im- immigrant mother who eventually had three children by three different fathers. Um, she was actually like, believed that she had something called Diogenes syndrome, which essentially means that she, her she, her house was always filthy. And when we say filthy, we mean hoarder level filthy. And she was also very neglectful of her children. And that is the that is the environment that uh, Adolfo grew up in. 
Um, when Adolfo was six months old, Delian took Adolfo to a Palero, which is a follow my own way priest. And uh, the Palero proclaimed him to be a chosen one and would go on to do great things. And he offered to be Adolfo's teacher or padrino. So we don't know a whole lot about his life, but he did move back and forth between uh between uh san juan puerto rico and uh and um my goodness where to go uh and um yeah from to florida miami thank you <laughs> um so he moved back and forth between those places um but he between those places he always was under and, tut- and tutored by a sorcerer um who studied palomayombe um the other thing about Palo Mayombe is they believed in animal sacrifice. Correct. Yeah, that's mm. the next thing. Um, uh, that's that's where we get into their biggest thing. They have a, um, a altar type thing. They have a their main deity is called Condium Tempe, which is basically their analog to the devil. And they have a altar, which is normally like a cauldron type thing. A naganga. Yeah, naganga. And it contained the carcasses of sacrificed animals, spiritualized herbs, insects, tree branches, and the skull uh, skull and brain and several other bones of humans to harness it and force it to carry out the will of the Palero. So, again, that means that they are using said bones of a person to force the spirit of that person to carry out the will of the person holding the Nyinganga. It's not illegal. Religious right to religious practice. Yep. Right. <laughs> and not slavery either. Mm. So. Well. <laughs> uh, so. I'm gonna start tomorrow. <laughs> so all at the same time, good. Uh, uh, wow, Gonzalez or Consanso believed firmly that. Uh, uh, believe firmly that he would one day have the greatest nyanganga that ever existed and uh, uh the just the altar no his would the be cult? the most powerful okay the most powerful harnessing like his the nyanganga, most power his yes. nyanganga okay. would give him the most power correct he would be the most powerful because of this nyanganga his right. nyanganga is better than your nyanganga <laughs> right. i don't have one so probably <laughs> So um, I, I thought John Holmes had the greatest Naganga. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen that especially thing? That's too much like, Naganga. <laughs> especially since like the key ingre- ingredient to the Naganga is the magic stick that they put in it because that's what channels the magic. But it had to be like a certain number of different types of sticks yes. from different trees. It did. See, I know a little about this. Right. Yeah, yeah. Because uh-huh. the wand has to choose the wizard. Right. <laughs> yes. Um, did, oh, did, try this did, one. Did definitely you try out not. A, a local church? Were you thinking <laughs> no. about converting? No, 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 no. Whenever we decided to talk about this, this is one that I knew quite a bit about. I've read a lot about it and mm-hmm. watched a lot of documentaries and that kind of mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Okay. So he's obsessed with having his own Naganga. Correct. So when he moved back to uh, back to the states, he actually began learning from his padrino how to protect drug dealers and hitmen to um, w- uh, by creating spells and such to two protect groups them. that notoriously need a lot of protection. Right, right, <laughs> and he made really good money doing it. Um, <coughs> at that uh, at that time, he began 
asserting the attitude and dispensing of existence um disregarding the value of any life not in adherence to his beliefs essentially this is a this is a psychological point that many cult leaders go through in which they there's a point in their life called the attitude of the dispensing of existence in which they believe that they they have reached a point where they can determine where when life is uh worthwhile and when it is not and when it can be dis- when it can be thrown away and when it can be ended and when it is allowed to continue so when when they believe they are godlike so it's it's a big deal um as far as like evolution of a cult so uh and he's like 13 so um anyway so what happened at 14 because that's just- that kind of, I'm I'm kind of that's kind of funny. He believed he had psychic powers. Uh-huh. And, and uh his mother was very 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 sad because uh Marilyn Monroe had died and she loved Marilyn Monroe. And uh she had been crying and he had a vision in which Marilyn Monroe claimed that she had not committed suicide and possibly uh, probably because he wanted to calm his mother down yep there you go conspiracy right there (laughs) there it is yeah they all have one right but um his mother was notorious for jumping on the bandwagon if it was going to get her any notoriety and so she automatically started you know screaming to the masses that her son had the gift of uh you know psychic powers and blah 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 so yeah, so that that Did became a thing. I had a dream about Marilyn Monroe too. You're a heretic. Right. <laughs> and because so, all of us mothers want our child, children to have psychic abilities, right? Yeah. And soon he definitely nice. did develop those psychotic abilities. Those psychotic abilities, <laughs> right? Yes, definitely, right. absolutely. I mean, psychic, yes. Right. And so they got run out of very Catholic Miami, and they went to very Catholic Mexico City. Miami's Catholic. <laughs> Miami is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've been to those clubs. <laughs> have you been um, to Miami? No. <laughs> I have. Have anybody? Has anybody mm-hmm, else? I have not. It's very eclectic. Really? And there are a lot of churches. Yeah, that makes sense. Within like a small little area. Mm-hmm. Like they're everywhere and they're all Catholic churches, which mm-hmm. is, mm-hmm. you know, but you also see the other side of it with the, with the, um, Mayombe, and you see some of these, you know, mm. out there, and it's it's definitely different, right? That's kind of how I got started in wondering about that. Is we mm. went to Miami, and I needed to know some stuff, right? I didn't know this, you know, yeah. I'm quizzical. I look things up, <laughs> right? You do. <laughs> I like to know. I'm in the know. Sometimes right. she looks things up and go, "Oh, why did I tap that in?" Uh, <laughs> yeah, I do that too. Was it truly the city where the heat was on all night on the beach till the break of dawn? It was. It mm. was interesting, to say the <laughs> Thank least. Thank you, Will Smith. <laughs> We're dropping a little getting jiggy with it up here. <laughs> all right, so Constanza moved to Mexico City as an adult, where he met his group of followers and started a, mo- a business, casting spells for, basic spells, for rich drug dealers, hitmen, and high-ranking corrupt Policeman. Yeah, I don't want to give no full-on <laughs> spells, just a basic ones. Right. Well, this it actually started very slowly. It started with his two lovers, which were his first two, um, and they did not like each other. And uh, then he gradually, it, it, it became very gradual, and then he started doing card tricks in town, and that gathered him more supporters, which he then... mentioned that his lovers were men. 
Right. Yes, they were. They were men. They were men. Um, and then he uh, gathered a hitman and then a corrupt police officer. And before he knew it, he had lots of drug dealers as well. And he had the corrupt police officer arranging raids into the uh, uh, arranging all the raids uh, to make sure arranging all of the uh, all of the trades for these drug dealers to make sure they went down after promising that this his spells would work for them so he you know he's you know making all these promises and not just making sure that uh you know he's making all these spells happen but making sure they re those things really happen so a little bit sort of sly i don't know but yeah so uh in uh he then started to initiate his followers into Palomayombe after he himself was initiated, which it was only six months after he was initiated that he started to initiate his followers. And it's actually considered in, in Palomayombe to take nearly 30 years of being a being uh, one of the priests before you can uh, before you can uh, initiate anybody before you can, can start like. Before you can start even taking someone under your wing to teach them Palomoyombe. So he was seen radical. He was seen as radical by a radical religion. Yes. Yeah. Um, They were very much looked down on. And so um, when he forced the initiation, he also did uh, required an oath of loyalty that um, from his friends, which obviously none that Palomoyombe's never had to give. Right. So it was he was this is setting up his his cultism already so it's very small he never has a very big group but it gets worse and worse so in 1985 he began to build his own naganga uh, and he dug up a recent course of corpse of someone he knew and took the brain skull fingers t- toes tibia and fibula and did a ritual making the spirit do constanzo's bidding so that he began using the Ninganga to make his uh, business flourish and uh, helping his corrupt policemen. And uh, then the policeman introduced, introduced him to several drug cartels and a drug agent that allied with him. Um, this allowed him to do business with more and more smugglers, allow, uh, adv- advising them when to move their to- uh, when to move their cargo. Um, now, he actually committed his first murders in May of 1987 um, to make his fret, his first fresh Nyangas whenever he killed the entire ruling family of the Kazada drug organization and took over the organization itself. There were 20 of them. 20 of them. And they were mutilated. Yes. I was going to say, he didn't well, really I mean, go out looking for followers because he now had believers that would follow him anyway right. like mm-hmm. yeah. you know all the cartels and their henchmen and Correct. all that how do you get that close to a cartel and murder them because, because they, they believe you they are were desperate yeah mm. his magic will keep our drug runs down and nobody will catch us and they believed add, in him add to that the people that were already his ardent followers would be able to help with that right right, right. So uh, then they moved to a ranch. Um, this was called Rancho Santa Elena. And they began building 
uh, Nyanganga for it because Nyangangas are very local. So you cannot move a Nyanganga. It is set up at a particular place. So he began building another one and this was going to the, be the biggest one he had ever built. Wait, and, I have uh, a question. What do you do with the old Nyanganga? Do you you just, leave it. You leave it. You have to leave, leave it there. Because if you, if you take it away, then that, that area is that all... Power that goes, yeah. the power goes. leaves. Away. So you Are you it. telling me that they left corpses in Mexico City? <laughs> Surely someone would notice. Oh, yeah. Right. right. Um, so one of his tactics was uh, he, he, made his, uh, he made his people so... He, he made it so hard to be a part of the organization, but made them want to be a part of it so much that um, they, they lived life in a haze. And so they did not question killing someone. It was like second nature. And they didn't even think through it to kill someone. So it became just just what they did. Um, March 14th, 1989, they made their biggest mistake they possibly could. They abducted a blonde who uh, was a 21-year-old college student, Mark Kilroy. He was from the United States. He... Uh, they picked him up on his while well, he was uh, drinking in Mexico, and they left him tied up in a truck overnight. The next morning, Adolfo raped and tortured Kilroy in front of all of his people, culminating in one of Adolfo's followers cutting his heart out while he was still alive. He then yeah. used his body parts to create a nyunganga that he believed to be the most powerful because he died in so much pain. Yeah, this was a big thing, too, because... Yes. Uh, I was in high school when this happened, and at that time, it was like, don't go across the border, you'll get kidnapped. Well, and, and right. they started they It was also like Brownsville. a senator's son or something, wasn't it? No, no. He, they were, it was a group of friends who had gone on spring break to right. go to Brownsville, mm-hmm. which is at the very bottom of Texas. Um, there's beaches on one side and Mexico on the other. It wasn't anything for the kids to, you know, drive to the to the bridge, walk over, go to yeah. Mexico, come back. It was not a big thing. Everybody right. yeah. did it because right. beer was cheaper over there. You know, mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Right. Well, and well, it's just fun to party in Mexico. Legal, so. <laughs> it's not, there's not a legal drinking age right. in Mexico. Right. You can just drink. I mean, yeah. that's just how it is. So, yeah. But they were given orders to find an american for this naganga yes they believed that he that american would be softer meaning that he would it would be easier to for him to feel more pain yeah and he believed that a person the more pain that a person felt meant it would be easier to harness the spirit and make it stronger so it would be more powerful once it was harnessed so pretty awful but uh so it would make their nyanganga more effective right Right. especially because he was somehow related to some official no uh kilroy's godfather was godfather um um good grief uh i thought he was a senator he wasn't a senator he was uh like a governor or DEA, he was yeah. in the oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He was yes. like a DEA agent or something right. like that, 
and his you know when he didn't come back his dad called and yes the dad called but apparently he went with a group of guys and he had to go to the bathroom or something and so he hung back well the guys went and they waited and he didn't come so they left and we still didn't show up they went back and then they went to the police in brownsville and they said well look because it happened over the border we can't help you but go to the sheriff so they went to the sheriff and the sheriff you know, contacted Mexico. We don't know what you're talking about. Mexico just completely swept it under the rug and there was nothing. Mm-hmm. I know a lot more than I look. <laughs> it's like I know. <laughs> yeah, it's it's, uh, it really is. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's definitely something that is scary mm-hmm. living this close to Mexico. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it, it comes out of a culture of desperation. Yes. And it's sad. It, it really is. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Um, anyway, so that's where it comes from. So, ultimately, here's what happens. Mark Kilroy dies in 1989. The investigation into Constanzo, Constanzo actually begins pretty quickly. Um, but the cult is believe, uh, the cult believed that the power of Nyanganga protected them from the police. They actually got really brazen, like, really quickly. Um, the police began investigating the cult for drug issues, and after pressuring the groundskeeper to talk... Um, he actually admitted to seeing Kilroy um, tied up in the bed of the truck overnight. Well, and how they found them with the drug charges was that this sheriff for Brown, whatever Brownsville's county is, yeah. knew a um, Mexican police officer, mm-hmm. like an investigator, and he had you know called and said hey look you know we've got this well they were driving down the road well this car goes flying by and they in so he's chasing them and he leads them back to the ranch right. where they were well he has a bad feeling and they decide okay well we're going to you know look at these people a little closer mm-hmm. and uh, that's how they all ended up going back to the ranch right uh, yeah, so uh, they end up at the ranch, and obviously they find a lot of interesting things. Um, they searched and found the re- remains of Kilroy and many, many other persons of an indeterminable number because the cult dispo- disposed of uh, sufficiently decomposed bodies, um, meaning that the police... Uh, the police couldn't connect everybody. They couldn't identify. They would never be able to identify all of the bodies. Like they were just all tossed into a heap. So you could. There was no no way to tell right. how many and they had, had been killed. One of the one of the Hernandez brothers out there pointing out where these hearts were were buried because they were not all buried in the same area. Mm-mm. And so, and when the mexican officials got there they had looked in the barn and there was nothing and then they went into this other barn and it was in there and apparently the smell was terrible Mm -hmm. i mean can you imagine having a pot full of human remains Mm -hmm. and random other shit that's been sitting in the mexican sun i'm sorry but that's gonna smell terrible he it was right he had the most powerful one (laughs) yeah that's yeah. a powerful stench. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, according to uh, Texas Monthly, um, 
when they were led, the investigators were led there, they couldn't find anything until they went into one of the barns and found a wire sticking out of the ground. Yep. And evidently, the other end of that wire was attached to uh, Kilroy's spinal column so that when his body decomposed, members of the cult could pull out the vertebrae to make the necklace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. They would pull it out of the ground, make the necklace, take everything else, and dump it. And then use the same wire to wrap up somebody oh, else. Oh, that's a pretty necklace. <laughs> dazzle the shit out of that. Yeah. Dip it in some glitter. Yeah. It's also several feet long. That'd be a big Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, moving so, on. This yeah, is a very so, bad people, and we're yeah. making some levity out of it because they are so bad. Right. So this is this is how everything ends up. Um, the five leaders figure out what's going on along with Constanzo when they go on the run. They change their identity with hair dye, new cuts, they actually, and moving frequently. They look into fa- to, uh, um, plastic surgery and a whole bunch of other things, but they can't get money to do it. So... Um, they're out of money. They're in a motel, and they look out the window one day, and they see a cop in the parking lot. But the cop's there on a different thing. So they pull out the guns, and they start rain- just shooting the cops up. So then the cops, of course, are you know on lockdown, and they might be a little suspicious of the people that are raining bullets on them. Right. Right. Yeah. So then they're out of ammunition and uh, the leader and one of his lovers climb into a closet and they have his other lover shoot, uh, empty the last of the clip, uh, a fully automatic clip into the closet and they both die. The others are all brought up on charges and go to prison. There was also a an American student that she was part of it too and she was a wish I could remember her name can't think of her name right offhand but maybe she was Mexican and was going to school in the US or something and she was like a priestess I need to find it and I, I know there you. was a girl her name was Sarah and she was actually a lover of one of the other guides in it but he was the kingpin of one of the other cartels and had been in a relationship with both Constanzo and with him. I so. need to I need to find that for you okay. because I can't remember right off the top of my head right what she was or who she was, but she was a big part of it, and they tri- they prosecuted her as well. Mm-hmm. And she said that she didn't know, but apparently she was like his priestess in this Palo Mayombe, yeah, stuff. Hmm. Not the word I was looking for, but yeah, stuff garbs. Uh, well, I just don't understand how you could not know. Like it seems so married into the drug trade, everything that uh, all the people, all the people that are involved, yeah. everything around. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Like, so, if they're not being investigated for the ritualistic murders and sacrifices they're doing, then they damn sure are being investigated for drug trafficking. Right. <laughs> Sarah Aldrit. That doesn't sound right, though in this article no sarah is the one sarah is yeah. the one that was the drug the other drug cartel's yeah. lead, uh girlfriend and okay yeah. Yeah. uh la bruja is serving 30 years for multiple killings mm-hmm. um then it says if eldrit ever makes it out of jail american authorities say that they will prosecute her for the murder of mark kilroy so evidently yeah, she had something she, to do with it i don't know i'll have to look back and see 
Okay. Yeah. That's some. Yeah, Aldrete. A L D R E T E. Uh, she was from Mexico and led a double life as an honor student at Texas Southmost College by go. day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, cannibalistic narcotics cult sorceress by night. See? There you go. I just didn't know that that was. Yeah. Just, it didn't. Yeah. That name didn't sound right, but okay. Yeah. The the podcast I listen to doesn't like to use the word sorceress. So. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sorceress. All righty. All righty. Okay. All right. All right, our final one is NXIVM, which some of you might know. It kind of might ring a bell. It's a little bit newer. Right, it is new. Just on the it scene. It is bizarrely uh, prescient for genre fans. Right. Yes. Yeah. People that are into sci-fi and stuff like that. Yeah. So, has anyone heard of Smallville? Me, me, me. Oh, yeah? S- somebody save me. Who? What is Smallville? Hmm. <laughs> so, uh, Something you don't need to watch, honey. Yeah. <laughs> Next channel. So, uh, there, there, we'll just name off a few people to begin with who are some of the main people who were a part of this cult, and then we'll get into what they are. So, Clark there, Kent? Uh, no. Uh, so, Stella Johnson was a famous photographer as part of it. Antonio Novello, who, uh, the former, who, Otonia Novello, the former Surgeon General of the United States, Stephen Cooper the, of Enron. You'll Anna, remember insider training from Enron. Yeah. Nice. Anna Christina Fox, the daughter of the Me- the former Mexican president, Vincente Fox. Richard Branson. Linda Evans, TV star from The Big Valley and Dynasty. Allison Mack, Lana in Smallville. Kristen Kruek, Lois Lane in Smallville. Grace Park, Boomer from Battlestar. Nikki Klein, Callie Henderson, from Tyrol from... Battlestar, Sarah Edmondson, a Canadian actress, actress we may know from Stargate SG-1, Andromeda, Godiva, Godiva, Edgemont, and a few others, as well as as well as Lifetime movies, and Claire and Sarah Bronfman, Seagram heiresses. These are the people we might know just a little bit from their roles. So this was a spa they were all in, right? Probably, yeah. No, not 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 a spa. So it was a special spa. Okay. Would would Heather like to tell the group what NXIVM was known for? <laughs> oh, you put me on the spot there. Um, it was a the cheese spot. No, no, they were sex, sexual enslaving ladies for sexual, like a sexual cult, like right. sexual right. slaves. Yeah, couldn't get that out. Right, didn't want to come out. Yeah. yeah. So it would be interesting to to first know that NXIVM was originally a professional development seminar. So it was a self-help guru who yes. turned to sex slavery. Okay. Yes, his name was Keith Rainier. And they don't know uh, a lot about him, do they? No, we, we sort of do, but not like a lot. Um, what well, we, we know some, but there's not other no, than he was like, a self-help guru. Yeah, really all we know about him really is that he, uh, he's like, okay, so what we know is that he was born in 1960. He uh, was, uh, he was in, who, an advertising exec and a ballroom dancing instructor. Um, he went to Rinsailor Polytechnic Institute. 
Um, after taking an Amway marketing class, found, uh, and uh, he founded Consumer Byline in 1990. For all that do not know, Amway is a multi-level marketing Label the pyramid scheme. <laughs> par- uh, well, I was going to try to avoid that whole thing. Oh, because we're about to get where- into that well, one. Well, it, you said the the follow up there with consumer byline. That is B U Y L I N E. That right. also sounds like a pyramid scheme. Well, yes. because it was labeled by as such, and uh, it actually accepted a permanent ban um, by from promoting, offering, or granting participation in the scheme, uh, but yet he denying any wrongdoing. In it. Okay. Yeah. Well, there was another company very similar that was actually a legitimate styled company that I think he was involved with and then moved into making his own. Well, and the thing about Amway is, yes, it's multi-level, multi-level marketing. I don't want to say scam because they do have products and their Mm -hmm. products are pretty decent. I happen to have family that sold Amway, so I kind of know a little bit about it. Right. They dragged me to their little seminar things, Mm -hmm. and you could totally tell that what they were selling was not products. It was a feeling of you have to have the pro- so, you have to have the products because Amway Amway remained a thing. Mm-hmm, but right. I mean, if it didn't have any products to back it up, it well, no, no, could what easily I, be what just I meant taken was, out. Was you get drawn in by the products and you stay because of the charismatic way that they reel you in, so to speak. You know, mm-hmm. if you're someone who's like, "Hey, I need to make money. How am I going to do this?" Oh, look. Here's an easy way to do it. We're going to sell stuff, but I'm going to be told that I'm fantastic at everything. And this is how we're going to do it. You, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Right. So, sorry. Yeah. Just a little FYI. Right. Backstory. Anyways, moving on. Right. Okay. So, that is all we know about Keith Rainier, except that he liked to prey on young, beautiful women. Yes. And... So, so all we really all, all we know about NXIVM is that he had he offered executive success programs and a range of psychological techniques aimed at self-improvement and it stressed at the program's emphasis on people living happy lives. So, that's all we that's all this was. All it was supposed to be, but somehow it ended up with women being branded with KR on their hips. Oh, I forgot about being branded. And they're being branded like with KR on their branded. hips. Like mm-hmm. a like cattle. Like cows. Yeah. Yep. Yes. You know. They were using uh like a uh surgical brands like with a heat pen. The the surgical Was it a surgical pen? Yeah. Oh man, I'd yeah. have liked it more if it was just an actual like Because I read it cuz Allison Mack was actually the one doing the branding. Seriously? Seriously? Have you seen the pictures of the brands? Yeah. They needed someone with better handwriting. Right. <laughs> Sorry. That was wrong. I should have said we, that. We, we, we labeled her as Lana from Smallville, but she played Chloe, didn't she? Yeah, she, she played Chloe. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... That devastated one of our friends. Yeah, it did. <laughs> um, all right, so their trouble really began in 2003, whenever they... Uh, when... NXIVM sued the Ross Institute for with uh, for copyright infringe- infringement after they published uh, after they published um, an expert 
after the Ross Institute published an expert excerpt of NXIVM's manual in three separate articles, which Rick Allen Ross, a cult investigator, posted on his website and a psychiatrist's opinion of the post of the manual as expensive brainwashing. Forbes article right afterwards published on NXIVM and Rainier. Vanity Fair reported on the article and NXIVM re- and NXIVM's reaction, which was stunned to be called a cult by Edgar Bronfman, Bronfman whose daughters were members of the cult. So basically, Bronfman, whose kids were there, called it a cult and wanted his kids back, and they were upset that this happened. Right. So they they. The, especially since Bromfin's kids actually took out a line of credit for the cult to uh, to the tune of two million dollars. Wow! Yeah. So, and it, it was it was an, it was awful. So, uh, um, and it was just in return for the other founder of the the company, Salzman, to always be able to take their calls. So, um, um. So in 2010, there's actually a follow-up article exposing the massive failures of commodities and real estate deals made according to Rainier's advice. So essentially, the whole idea was that um, the whole plan was uh, to give these people who uh, who had skin in the game in the stock market and in real estate to give them advice on how they should be trading and doing their deals. And uh, they they lost quite a bit because uh, Rainier didn't know anything about this stuff, so he he got they made them lose a lot of money, and uh, so that that got that was also a lot of bad uh, publicity really quickly. Um, also, fun little tidbit: he invited the Dalai Lama to come, and no. uh, the Dalai Lama's friend um, or his scheduler became a friend of uh, Rainier's, and Rainier scheduled him to come speak at Rainier's conference, and he did. And then the Dalai Lama had him suspended for <laughs> on leave without pay. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, come and on then now. condemned Rainier. So. Well, that that's that's a good thing. Yep. So, so yeah, so that's where we're at. But now, so that is basically all we have. There's not much to this. Like, there really wasn't. We come to basically their ultimate fate, which really comes down to this past year. Um, in October, in the New York Times, there was an article that exposed the details of the DOS, which was a secret sisterhood within the DXIVM, where women were referred to as slaves, branded with Keith Rainier's initials, subjected to corporal punishment from their masters, and had to provide nude photos or potentially or other potentially damaging information about themselves as collateral. So basically Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah. Yeah, no. Yep. No. Mm-mm. But are are mm. are you saying most job interviews don't begin with that? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I've <laughs> never been to one. I don't just, think that I would. religions also. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I don't know, Paul bend over. Oh. <laughs> 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 well, and I I understand why people go to to these self-help seminars. You know, I get it. You know, everybody gets down on themselves. Everybody needs a little uplifting. 
Mm-hmm. But when you get to the point where you have to follow this one person and what they say is what is going to be, it gets a little too much for me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm not going to say that I've never read a self-help book because, you know, like I said the last show, the only one I've ever read is how to deal with people you can't stand. And I use that mm-hmm. because it's helpful. It's interesting that this group just targeted a whole bunch of washed-up TV stars, though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess mainly because I mean, they they're... were in Hollywood. Yeah. They knew. I mean, they weren't acting. Well, and they're well, vulnerable. It's New York, mainly, yeah. where this happened, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but they're calling their contacts. Hey, you know, I know you were both stars. You ought to come listen to this mm-hmm. guy. He's great. You know, come join us and be part of this. I saw you on Hallmark. You ain't got anything else to do. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Okay. So, um, so our first turned account of what exactly happened in DOS actually comes from Sarah Edmondson that we mentioned earlier. The Canadian actress. Right. The Canadian actress. That's why she was kind of important, even though we don't know. I don't, I don't personally know her, but she's on a lot of shows I know of. So, uh, she evidently also came clean in the New York times. Yeah. About everything. Right. Yes. Uh, so she, when she, she left after Allison Mack, Mac inducted her into the DOS by blindfolding her, stripping her naked, and Mac held her down with three and along with three other women. While and I spoke, I misspoke a second ago. While Dr. Danielle Roberts, an NXIVM affiliated doctor, branded Rainier's initials on her with a cauterizing pen. According to this article, she mm-hmm. says that it was a doctor, not one of the actresses. Well, that's yeah, that's what she just, that's that's what she just said. I spoke okay. a minute ago. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, but it's going to take more than three people to hold me down to use a uh-huh. carterizing Well, no wonder it was bad. I mean, they always talk about doctor's handwriting. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, there you right. go. Okay, yeah. Uh, so after that happened, there was actually a and did a show about cults, and they provide context for how the collateral was used to force the slaves to eat right, exercise, and perform sexually for Rainier. This so sounds that's a how it was used. whole, whole lot like the children of God. Kind mm-hmm. of a way to, to yeah. but with rich people. Right. If any of you know about children of God. We will talk about them. Yes, we will. We will get into that and you will see the correlation between the two. Right. So that is, that is what we know. That's what, you know, hit the fan as of uh, this past year. And this year, through from March to May, Rainier uh, was arrested and Mac was arrested and NV, in, NXIVM ended all, of, all activities and officially closed with no plan to restart. Well, yeah, that's a mm-hmm. good thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, mm. Yeah, Rainier faces... Uh, is his trial set? The trial is set for October first, and is facing fifteen to life. I know what I'll be watching, <laughs> right? <laughs> and uh, Mac actually faces the same sentence. Wow. Mm-hmm. I I just don't even know what to say. Right. Like, ha- watching, <coughs> knowing about cults. Mm-hmm. And being, you know, Jonestown and the the one earlier, um, um, Om Shinrikyo. Yeah, I can't say that. Um, that one and mm-hmm. well, y- 
you look at these and you think, okay, today that this is happen. not going to happen. Right. People are smarter now. We know what this is. Right. And for it to happen and these people to be arrested last year and going to trial right now. Right. You know, in jail or on bail or whatever for being a cult. How does that... I don't know. So the the interesting thing also is that you have to deal with another cult whenever you're talking about this one or, you know, allegedly Scientology. Right. Yes. Stuff anything anything along those lines that you have to deal with another cult, the cult of celebrity. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. with this group, all the people that have names and everything and the fact that they were dealing with the elite, you could kind of pull people in a little bit more more easily on charisma. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, that was the thing. She started listing out, and she's like, who's Grace Park? And I'm like, and I was just in the back of my mind, I'm like, okay, Park is a very common name in Korea. It doesn't have to be Boomer from... It's Boomer from Battlestar. I'm like, son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, I was looking here, and you were talking about the uh, arrest and everything, but initially, according to Miss Edmondson, that a police investigator told her and two other women that the officials weren't going to pursue um, the complaint against them because it was consensual. Wow. I'm sorry, but someone holding me down and um, engraving, in other words, initials on me that are not mine and I am not, not okay consensual. with, you blindfold me, strip me naked and engrave me. Sorry, but that's not it consensual. It also has something to do with, and this is going to be this is getting into very uncomfortable territory. But it still it also deals with something that America still needs to wake the hell up to, and that's the idea that consent is fluid. Right. Like if you if you start having sex and then at any point she or he says no. That's, That's the end stops. of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is like, consent is gone now, so but, and, get and the like hell up. And like you said, in America, consent is very, just, it's yeah. open to whatever that particular yeah. person or group it, or... It really falls under the, the uh, uh, what did you just say? You just what said a word, and I had a word that was going to fall off that. I, I don't, I don't know. What did I just say? <laughs> My brain just... It's, uh, it's... It's contingent? No. Um, anyway. Consent is is one of those things that each group or person, they have, it, it's fluid. And it, that it, we just, as Americans, we just let it just, oh, yeah, well, they gave me consent to, to do this operation. Oh, look, there's something else. We're going to, we're going to put something in or take something else out. Mm-hmm. Well, you know we, what I we've mean? We've got a signature. Yeah, but that signature was for this one thing. Yeah, exactly. Or, <laughs> you know, you sign up. I'll tell you an example. You have a mortgage through a certain, a specific mortgage company and they say, okay, well she signed this. So we're going to open up another one in her name over here. And that was a big deal recently. I'm not going to drop any names, but you, we they're working know. on it. You know, I mean, that is a, a big deal. They're working on it. I've seen ads. Yeah, I know. Yeah, me, me too. too. <laughs> me too. But yeah, consent is yes or it, it is a yes or no thing. It is not a maybe. Oh, well, you know, poor Paul here was drunk and he said yes. And then halfway through said no. 
but yep. I'm going to keep going because he said yes. You know, I'm sorry, Paul just happened to be sitting next to me. Okay, (laughs) that was an example, everyone. Yeah, yeah, no, totally was, totally example. But I, I I don't know. I mean, I I get how people want to follow someone who's very charismatic, and you know, and I mean, even if they're not a cult leader, you know, you have uh, what is the 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 mega church pastor guy's name. Yeah, that's the one. He's preaching to all these because he's very charismatic. But if you ever listen to any of his message, there's not a Bible verse in any of it. Mm. And I'm not going to let any refugees sleep in my church. Yeah. (laughs) During the hurricane. Well, because it was flooded and the water was only to the parking lot. I mean, yeah. Well, yeah. But that that was like a that was a continuing like no I did no I, the the doors are open and then they're just like okay doors are closed no mm-hmm. one's here right? yeah. <laughs> so all right so part two of cults what, and and also before we before we stop before being, we stop being branded that I guess because we come from the country I've seen that done I actually have a brand of my own. I don't use it on people. I usually use it on steaks is kind of my thing. I don't use it on live animals either. But when in this part of the country, everybody has a brand. You know, if you own any Mm -hmm. kind of cows, you have a brand. Mm -hmm. There's nary a Texas steakhouse that doesn't have like brands up on the wall. Exactly. But that it's almost like it's something you can't get rid of. Like, if you're branded, that's there forever. It does not come off. A tattoo, you can have a tattoo removed. This, you would have to have that whole piece of skin taken off. There's not any erasing a brand. Right. And so you see, and there's been a lot of, like, a lot of football players have brands on well, the, yeah. And I get that, but that is their choice. Well, but, not even not even that the description says using a cauterizing gun so it's not it's not, even, it's not yeah so it's not even just like a regular <laughs> one and done it's yeah it's not even a, like a regular uh cattle brand this is a device that is systematically goes and kills like all the 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 pores or whatever closes them off for mm-hmm. for all time for and those it, who don't know how they brand they take a metal implement with initials on it they stick it in a fire and they let it get red hot they pull it out and they stick it to the ass of a cow Mm -hmm. and it singes and burns these initials into these cows and they do this because cows get lost and they got to be able to recognize them it's not a as someone right. that, as someone that's worked for a community newspaper for ten years, if you do the sheriff's report week to week, you realize how many county dollars are spent on reclaiming cattle whenever they get out of pens. Yeah. Um, but the way it sounds like with this one, it was almost like taking kind of a tattoo gun, but instead it just burned the skin. Yes. And they took their time to write the initials out. Mm-hmm. Well, and the thing that. The thing is, is that cauterizing something does not mean it's painless. No. Um, according not even to a little. the article, she said she laid there and just wept and tried to get herself out of her own body, her mind, out mm-hmm. of her own body. And that the room smelled like pungent, burnt flesh. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. It's, so it's, it's not, not even, pleasant. it's not even pleasant for the people around because it stinks. Yeah. I mean, cows 
bing bang you know once on the ass and you're done this is a you have to lay there can you imagine if someone is wiggling around how long it takes to Hence do the three that? people holding you down i was gonna say they had to be some big ass people or some little ass people well i'm, sure, I'm brands, sure it was laid you know? down strapped down and then hold her too so she yeah. didn't move it's yeah i don't so okay Anyways, uh, anyway that's that's enough so that's this week on colts i'm hoping we've scared you enough to think twice before <laughs> going in a, somebody's house it's all charismatic and oh come on in sorry guys I'll, I'll it's try just not a to it's just a little meeting of some friends and, and, and i know this is going to be controversial but i'm just going to come out and say it if you have to give a nude picture of yourself with any contract you're dinnering in just stay the hell away yeah don't do go, don't go not ahead. sign <laughs> the yeah. dotted line if it requires a nude photo yeah now, if you're walking into, say, the Playboy Mansion, you know that might include having to bring a nude that's photo. That's a little but different. That's, they're, they're that's a different kind of anymore, anymore, That's a different kind of I don't know. Okay, that's a totally different thing. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, um, that's this week. Next week, we move into... Local. Local. Texas-based. Yes. Based. Right Colts in our own backyard. backyard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, there are so many. Uh, yeah. We're narrowing this down to how many? Uh, I think five. Five. So it may be another two shows. It might be because we get to discussing and we want y'all's opinions too. If you know of a cult and you have some opinions, let us know. Or or if you've heard one in your area that we don't mention and you think it's worthwhile for our research, uh, let us know. Katie's all about researching. She's our resident historian and she's amazing at it. Yeah. So... (laughs) That's why I think she's going to eventually turn this into a book. I really do. <laughs> yeah, it would be awesome. It'll be a New York bestseller. Yeah, it would. It'll be the Bible for FBI agents. So. <laughs> well, I mean, if they're religious, that's just the Bible. Yeah, true. <laughs> but it'll be like their go-to book on how to look for cult symptoms, you know. She'll be teaching classes yeah, before She'll be like teaching the FBI. This is how you look as for a cult. As long as she doesn't turn into that guy from Mindhunter. <laughs> I like Mindhunter a lot. I, I do too, but that guy turned in kind of a dick at the end he of did, season kind one. Kind of, he did. But uh, don't forget to. Uh, <laughs> he's gonna win. Spider Man's looking at you. He is looking at me. It's he weird. Is. Just his head. Just his head. Yeah, he's beheaded. So wasn't even mounted. If just... people want to listen to more of our podcast, where can they find them, Mike? The easiest way to do that uh-huh. would be to go to fearcentral.net, mm. and then there are a multitude of links there on where you can go to subscribe to our show, Oh, and also where to get to our social media. Okay. Yeah. Social media. I'm guessing places like Facebook, right. Twitter, Instagram. Uh-huh. Tumblr. Uh-huh. Pinterest. Uh-huh. Um, I think that's it. Okay. Could be more. I don't know. Just go right. to the website and find and out. And places to subscribe to us would also include places like Apple iTunes, yes. Google Play, yes, Spotify, Spotify, Spring, iHeartRadio, iHeartRadio. So a multitude of places, yes. and we keep growing. Uh, and the best way to help keep us growing is to go ahead and give us a rating and a review, mm-hmm. and that'll help bump us up and uh, keep us growing. So other people that enjoy that can enjoy what you're enjoying. Yeah. Now, we also, YouTube is a good place to find us. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure that it would be so humorous to put these past few shows on the automatic... Captioning? Captioning. You never know what it's going to put out, though. Exactly. That might... <laughs> we we uh, could be, be talking about something real serious, and it just 
fucks that's it all up. That's what I'm saying. That's well, what I'm I mean, saying. If, if you, you want... need a laugh in the middle of all the horribleness, I guess. That's true. That's true. Everybody, humor is different for everybody, and I and uh, I, I don't want to I don't want to chastise anybody for laughing. Well, we did a little, <laughs> but you have to. You have I mean, to laugh, or you're gonna cry because these are. If some... you're laughing at the messed up subtext, if you're mess, uh, yes. If, com- you're, if you laugh at pain, you got a problem. Yes. Oh, if hey. you're laughing at what's going on in the show, yeah, then you may want to go see somebody. Yeah, yeah. Because if you're laughing at oh, I don't know, they cut his head off and took his brain out. You know, if that's great humor for you. You have an issue now. Yes. If it's you know us making fun of something we talked about in the show you know about yeah. like cows being branded yeah you know that's a that's a totally different thing exactly all right okay <laughs> so, until, so until next week until next week y'all have a great week and as always stay scared fear central is a product of thoughtbox studios for more information visit thoughtboxstudios.com